0: Well, you know, I'm impressed by our own new opening now, Howie. That was pretty cool, man. No more just like, welcome to River City Media. So now we go, welcome to River City Media. Howie Chaney joins me again for Off the Record with Randall. And no, we don't have a coach here, but we've had some great luck with the coaches' interview. We tried to add a couple of this, or a couple I tried to reach out just couldn't book anybody, Howie. But you know, I've enjoyed the last couple of weeks with uh, Coach Benefield and Coach uh, Tyler Van. Uh, both, uh, I almost let Coach Van's name slip my mind. Uh, incredible viewership too. Had over had over four thousand people between or five thousand people reach out and look at the interviews over the last couple of weeks. incredible
1: yeah great interviews Uh, enjoy talking to both of them you know enjoy talking to both of them we like that in the coach this week but this is kind of everyone's vacation week kind of being the fourth of july week so um hopefully we can get somebody in here again next week and get them uh get them lined up where we can talk to them and uh i think you got some possibly some breaking news as far as on the coaching front as well
0: well we as we were coming on the air we got uh the notice and uh uh, I was trying to get a couple of things shared here before we got on the air but um, we'll just go ahead and, and jump right into that uh, from Collinsville Alabama coach Daniel Garrett has resigned as the head coach of the Collinsville Pan- uh, or the, the Panthers right yes um, according to W. EIS sports director Shannon Fagan, on Tuesday afternoon, I'm extremely honored to be named the head football coach at my alma mater, Rogers High School, and I'm extremely grateful to come home, and the to the to the school and community that I love dearly. Coach Garrett has a meeting. Uh, had a message for the Collinsville faithful, to my Collinsville family and friends. I am regretful. Uh, to everyone for a wonderful year and for the support I received throughout my tenure as head football coach, I have and continue to love these kids with all my heart. Uh, know that they are, they have elite things ahead for them in their lives and I intend for my time, I never intended my time uh, there to be so short, it's just time for me to go home one went six and four and just missed the state playoffs. The Panthers' first year in 3A, uh, two of the wins were forfeits. COVID forfeit. So that's kind of uh, shocking details there, Howie. Um, and we we had a similar. We talked to Coach Van about leaving Woodville after a year, but Coach Van left in a little different timing. It's July now. And Collinsville is up a head coach,
1: yeah, you know it you know he's going back to his alma mater, which is great. I'm sure that's his dream job, but the timing is really bad as far as everybody ramps up starting next week as far as starting your season because basically next week you're four weeks away from playing your first game, and uh so it's you know it's bad timing for Collinsville. Um, you know, if, if it's my opinion, or my thoughts, or, or I would hire from within somebody that's been with the team that's been with the school for a while and you know, bring somebody in that knows the players and is going to kind of have the same system because, man, you know, you know, four weeks away, five weeks away from your first game and basically wanting to teach players all new systems and stuff that'd be very hard to do, especially on the high school level.
0: Uh I don't think you can do it, and I, I would look. Even if they don't um, permanently give somebody on the staff the job, you would think, much as uh, the Atlanta Hawks did, to name someone on the staff an interim head coach might be the move Mm. they make. Um, Collinsville was a program they thought, edit in the right direction. And they are at 3A, too, which is uh, a major step up for Collinsville. Uh, A few years ago, when I was covering Collinsville, there was a 1A school. So now they've worked their way to 3A, And that is a little stiffer competition, of course, in, in the, uh, probably in the region with our friends up at, uh, Fife. So, uh, did you, did you hear, hear any rumblings or grumblings of this prior to it happening today?
1: No, I did not. Uh, you know, I just, uh, I was on social media and I saw where the news that came across where he was leaving and, uh. I so say it could be a great you know maybe a dream job but you know just the timing is bad you know nothing against him about going but you know it puts Collins in a very tough predicament. You know, because like you said they are 3A they're going to be going against the flocks of Fife playing Piedmont in that 3A classification Sylvania and you know it's going to be hard for them to uh it's, it's going to be a hard road to start with anyway, but it's even going to be a little bit tougher now not knowing for sure who your coach is going to be.
0: Certainly. Um, so what was the um, – Where do you know where Rogers High School is?
1: I've heard of it. Uh, I know that they were a powerhouse back in – I'm pretty sure if this team I'm thinking about, there's a pretty good powerhouse team back in the 90s and, uh, and maybe even the 2000s, but, you know, I, I really hadn't heard much from them in the last few years, so I really don't know what classification they're in or anything like that.
0: All right. So just thought we'd break that news uh, here live on uh, Off the Record with Randall. We're also breaking the news that we have a sponsor. Uh, we like to plug um, uh, early and often today, Evit Pitching Academy, 423-504-3198. Trevor is a local, played at Saudi Daisy, been coaching for about ten years now. Uh, I love the little saying, "Call Trevor at EAP to help your ERA." So uh, uh, that really that, that sticks with you, don't it, Howie?
1: It sure does. You know that's that's what um, most good businesses like comes up with a catchy jingle or a saying like that, and it sticks in your head, and you'll be saying it all the time.
0: Uh, absolutely. All right, so let's get to what brings us here today. We had we had things planned, and they fell apart, so um, we decided to go a different direction. And, and, and for everybody listening, uh, we're going to talk a little uh, pro wrestling. We're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to talk a little football. But this is basically a show today about sports. Uh, post, Post-COVID, howie is the only way we can say it. AEW, which we regularly do a show here about, hits the road tomorrow night from Miami in a big deal. We are four weeks from high school football. The Braves are currently playing to a full capacity stadium. The Lookouts are playing at max capacity. But there's some difference when it comes to football in full stadiums. Don't you think that football-wise, this is a huge deal.
1: Oh, absolutely! I, you know, I got the—I guess you can say—I got the honor of going to uh, six of the Falcons' games, home games last year, and it was a seven-thousand-person crowd that was there, and I enjoyed going. I enjoyed watching the game, but it was not the same. It just wasn't the same. Um, I was i all but begged people to go with me last year and they wouldn't go. It couldn't, go. Make, it couldn't not, make. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to name no names, but and, and it wasn't because of the the uh, pandemic going on. It's because it just wasn't the same atmosphere. So, you know, I'm looking forward to going this year. I think the uh, bins is going to be a hundred percent capacity. And uh, now if everybody shows up or not, that's going to be a whole different story. But, you know, that's us uh, I'm looking forward to as far as kind of getting back to a little bit of a more normalcy than what we have been.
0: Well, and let's talk about it last year. um, Howie, I, I made a conscience decision to, um, to not attend games. I, I did not attend a Tennessee game. I did not attend a Falcons game. I did attend some high school games where I was in a press box, but Even that was surreal. The first night that we had a game, um, and we delayed the season and we started uh, late, you know, the stadium was roped off. They were police barriers up. Uh, There were announcements constantly. Please, please observe this. Please, please observe that. Do you know what happened within probably the first uh, half of football with those police barriers. High school football, we didn't have a lot of success um, keeping people controlled. Uh, from the people I know that attended college games, it was a very regimented uh, set in your pod, do not leave your pod unless you're going somewhere. What was the experience like at Falcons games?
1: Right. The Falcons game is kind of the same way. We wasn't in pods, but you had your seats that you was in. The row in front of you was blocked off. Nobody could sit in it. The row behind you, nobody could sit in it as well. Uh, It was like four seats you could sit in and three to four seats blocked off, just like that down each row. There was constant security walking around signs or holding signs up saying, wear your mask unless you're eating or drinking. Uh, I think I gained probably 20 pounds during football season because I was constantly going and getting something to eat or drink just to be able to keep the mask off for a little bit because i did feel safe enough in my seat to where there was nobody close by so uh and, and luckily for us uh, the beans lowered the price of uh, all their concessions down to like a dollar two dollars for everything so uh needless to say there's a lot of shirts made concession stands from our seats to be able to keep our masks down to be drinking and the little lady that walked around it's holding drinking sign saying
0: non alcoholic beverages,
1: yes, absolutely. That's yeah, that's all it yeah. is. So, uh, for the little lady walking around with a little sign as far as saying keep your mask up, she will not get out of your way unless you put that mask up. So, uh, she did a great job as far as making sure everybody kept their mask on, like they're supposed to. And like I said, once I got inside, I felt real safe because everybody did keep their distance and all, all that. And so, you know, and even on the outside, with only 7,000 people, they had all the gates open. So everybody had to come in wherever they needed to so it wasn't like it was on top of each other. But the biggest thing was the atmosphere. They tried their best to make it like a regular season game, in which it was, but it just wasn't the same feeling like it has been in the past, where we going go on, on Thanksgiving night. And, I mean, it, you, you know, you couldn't the – intensity, the intensity that they had going on – We couldn't cut it with a knife or nothing like that, you know, but this year it was just kind of like going through the motions, basically what it was.
0: Uh, And let's talk about it a little bit. Um, Folks that do not go to Falcons games, I think they would be very shocked to find out how rowdy Atlanta is of an NFL city. I feel like Atlanta – Borders on a college football field, Howie. I mean, it's a lot of people up, a lot of people yelling, very, uh, very vocal crowd. Um, Atlanta is definitely one of the cities. Now, I've been to NFL games in other towns, uh, and, and, and you know, I've probably been to, off the top of my head without counting, probably ten NFL stadiums. Uh, the Indianapolis strikes me as the one that was the quietest. But that was because of the way Indy played and they wanted you to be quiet so that they could call plays at the line of scrimmage. But do you think Atlanta in the Bens has been a successful stadium as far as a home field advantage for the Falcons?
1: No, no, they have not. They've made it so nice where people won't the people won't go to their seats and watch the games because you got standing room only places. You got You know, we got bars set up where you can go and stand at the bar and drink and watch the game going on. Uh, Down, you've been there. You know, you can go down to the field level if you got certain tickets and stand behind the players. Which I'm not sure why you want to do that because to me, I don't think you'd be able to see much of the game. But anyway, they got the stadium is so nice that the true diehard, diehard fans will sit in their seats. They will cheer and all that. But then the people that comes for the very first time. They want to walk around. They want to see what it's like in the whole stadium, and so as far as Atlanta holding the home field advantage at the bends, no, they do not. Nowhere near like it was at the dome because the dome, you went in, you went to your seat. There's nowhere else that you could stand to watch the game or see what was going on. And so it was a, it was a, you know, it was like a college atmosphere, atmosphere there. But now at the bends, it's more. Party, I guess you could say, because you have different places you can stand and watch stuff, or different things that you can do. So well, the, uh, it, it's nowhere near like it used to be.
0: The crowd is radically different too, because of the cost of a ticket. I mean, if you were, uh, I know several people yes. have um, not have not renewed their tickets or moved from the Georgia Dome to the Mercedes-Benz Dome. So. I made it. I made an, uh, I, I guess, a conscious decision last year that for, yeah. And, and let me say, I I never got COVID. I'm so lucky. Even in the midst of a one of the place in my workplace where we had some COVID outbreaks, I never came down with it. As far as I know, I'm fully vaccinated now. Uh, My daughter is 11 and she's not vaccinated. So I still have some concerns there, but um, for you, was it a tough decision or did you, I mean, I I rolled my Tennessee tickets. Did you ever think about rolling your Atlanta tickets or refunding them? Or was it always, I'm going to go.
1: No, we're going to go. We, we enjoy going. We're going to go. Um, Uh, A lot of people don't agree with this, but I'm one of these that feels like if you're going to get it, you're going to get it regardless whether you try to prevent it or not. So we, you know, we took every precaution that we could. We wore a mask when we were close to anybody. Um, If we went somewhere in the stadium there, they had hand sanitizers everywhere. We were always doing all that stuff. We, We tried to prevent from getting it or, catching it or what, however you want to say it, but, you know, we, we were going to go. You know, we wanted to go. The girls wanted to go, so we were there. Do you uh, do you think football
0: even on TV was the same? Because I don't. I think football was
1: no, fun no, no. during
0: COVID, but I think it was almost unfootball-like.
1: Yeah, because um, the crowd wasn't there. They weren't making the noise. Yeah, you heard a crowd on TV, but... It wasn't a crowd in the stadium. So the teams couldn't really call out the plays they wanted to, to keep the other, play, the other teams from knowing what's going on. You know, it was uh, kind of like what you're talking about being in Indianapolis, watching the Colts play. And when Peyton Manning had the ball, you heard every word he said. That's kind of the way it was around the league this year. You heard every word that every quarterback said. And, uh, you know, in Atlanta, they did pop some noise in. but they, they were allowed to legally this time, so they did pop some noise in. And uh, so it, it did up a little, but it was still nowhere near like being with uh, 50,000, 70,000 people in there.
0: All right. So the Braves have opened their stadium now, and it's at full capacity. The Hawks, uh, I think, were at – full capacity for the playoffs but uh it, it was a
1: different type of uh it was a different type of full capacity they rearranged the floor seats and everything to where no one was close to the players
0: i do remember that now that i think of it um so we had just began uh following aew and you don't like wrestling, that's, that's, that's everybody, that's your problem. We enjoy it. Me and Howie are, are kind of road dogs when it comes to it. Uh, you had been to two shows of the new company, AEW. I'd been to one. Uh, and then suddenly it was shut down. I, I really think the first three or four months of pro wrestling without fans was the most god awful thing i had tried to watch it was horrible in the form of a entertainment that's there to elicit a live reaction had no one to get a live reaction to it what did you feel like watching it early on during the it it
1: was oh it was brutal it was really brutal and that's uh, that's saying yeah it was Brutal, you know. Um, they did the best they could, and you know, hats off to them. They they tried to produce something, they tried to give us something, take our eyes off of it. They did the best they could, but it was brutal. Uh, AEW was in uh, Atlanta for or up in North Atlanta, I think it was at a, at a uh, TV studio or not a TV studio, but a wrestling school doing a lot of it, and they were trying the best they could. You know, they let some of their new guys come out and stand inside and tried to cheer some of it on. But it was—it was just bad. It was really brutal. But you know, at that point, we didn't have much of a choice to anything to do. It was either watch it or not, because there was nothing else really live going on at that time.
0: Well, even in the early days, AEW I think didn't bring
1: the students out
0: live. They even recorded like eight shows the first two months, and it was kind of like a couple of people ringside. But really, when they came back from the hiatus and started to record in Daly's place in Jacksonville, the home of the Jaguars, they were basically emptying the locker room out to create that crowd effect. And it was better.
1: It was, and and I like the way that they went ahead and did the hard camera as far as having something in the background with the big screen kind of popping different things up compared to the way WWE was and showing basically nothing, you know. So AEW did a great job as far as moving some stuff around to giving a different type of background. At least you had something you could say back there instead of nothing. And, uh, and like you said, the... Uh, has and all that were actually around the ring cheering and booing or uh, depending on who they was for and all that stuff and uh, so you know they did do a good job once they got to Daly's place and even at daily's place now they, they've done a good job by switching some of the uh ring entrances up i don't know if you've noticed that or not but some shows they've got them where they're coming out from both entrances and then some shows are just coming out of that one entrance and so they're changing it up a little bit. And so that's, that's making it a little bit better, seeing something different.
0: Well, this Wednesday night, though, it kind of all ends. They're on the road in Miami, and they are, I guess, attempting a pretty full-looking, I don't think it's max capacity. I think it's limited capacity, but I think it's going to be uh, much more than like the little pods that were early on. Do you, um,
1: well, you would think been in Florida, you think been in Florida, they let them do whatever they want to. But that's one of the most open States that there is.
0: Well, I think they're blocking off some of the upper deck and I don't know if that's not just to okay. get it started. I think around ringside, it's going to look pretty normal. Um, what do you expect?
1: I think it'd be a great show. You know, um, I see some of the card right now now and they're I'm not saying they're bringing out the biggest guns but they're bringing out some big guns to put on tv to say hey we're back we got a live crowd so you know kind of getting revved up for the summer run they're fixing due because I think they're in Miami tomorrow night like you said then I think next week they're in Texas so yeah you know they're not staying straight in Australia and Florida they're they're getting ready to go
0: well and let's go over that card a little bit and then we'll go on and we're going to talk about We're going to talk, uh, for folks that are Titans folks, we're going to talk a little bit about the Titans and what we think they'll do this year too. But let's just, uh, we're having a fun little show. First night out, you said they're they're not, it's not pay-per-view quality, but they did make some, they're trying to make an event of it. You have the Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and one of my personal favorites, Penta El Zero uh for the aew tag team titles in a street fight that's going to be nuts
1: there's no time where that's going to land up at with Eddie kingston in the street fights that that's one guy you just really don't want to mess with and you know the young bucks we've kind of talked about it you know uh, on different levels the young bucks have bone from face to heel not a huge fan of them in heels but uh They're making people mad, and that's what they're supposed to do.
0: Uh, You know, and this is at, by the way, folks, anybody in the area, James L. Knight Center. And I don't even think that's where they appeared originally, but so that may be a little different building. So maybe that's the reason they're uh, laying it out different. Uh, The debut of Andrade to the AEW family in the ring against former AEW uh, wrestler, also Matt Sidell, known as Evan Bourne in the WWE, uh, Dad Gump. I was surprised I got that one. You've got to think that they're going to make Andrade a superstar in AEW. They're,
1: they're building it up to making a superstar. And they're kind of missing a superstar that could come in and just clean house. And he could be one of them, you know. And back to where you're talking about where they're going to be at tomorrow night. Let's hope everything goes off good because they got a tropical storm coming through Florida as well. Sure. So right. that could cause some that, that could cause some issues as far as side issues or power outages or whatever. But anyway, back to this match here, Andrade, I'm looking forward to seeing him come back. Cause I haven't saw him wrestling in probably close to a year. And uh, he was really on fire the last time I saw him wrestle. He was really lighting it up. He looks amazing if you've not seen the
0: Instagram post. Uh, In a, they call it a Miami strap strap match. I only know it as, God rest your soul, Chief Wahoo McDaniel. You were one of my favorites back in the day. But I'm going to call it what Chief Wahoo called it. An Indian strap match. Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. That should be fun.
1: It should be good. It Should be really fun. And we saw, we saw personally, we were 50 feet away, if not closer. Yeah. Cody just taking a whipping from MJF and Warlow at that the time.
0: Was ass whipping. I'm sorry for you family members out there, but that wasn't, that wasn't a butt whipping. That was a, that was horrible. I mean, uh, it was grinch-worthy, It was so bad. Uh Give three
1: year olds credit for him to be the the EVP and and as high ranking as he is, he puts himself in some crazy matches like the Stroud match and and uh, what was it? Him and Dustin just bled all over the place. Their first match, you know. They could e- he could easily just sit back and say, "Hey, I'm not gonna do none of this. I'm an EVP. I'm too important." He puts it out there on the line, not in, not out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Centeno and Ortiz, pride and powerful, with Jake Hager, members of the inner circle, with from AAA, their booker, their 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 head person in charge, Conan, uh, in their corner versus Wardlow and F T R Dax Harwood Cush Wheeler Tully Blanchard in the corner. I expect something here. I don't know what it is, but I expect something. I expect something there. Um we might see Guevara and, and, and Sean Spears involved or something, but or we might see a debut there. It could be something crazy. But it
1: should be a good well, match.
0: I love Conan.
1: Yeah, that's why I can say Conan, you know, even after all these years, he can still get one of the best promos out there he is out there. He, yeah. Uh, the promo he cut about two weeks ago with him and Tully was I don't want to call it a classic, but it's definitely all over being a classic. It was one of the best promos that I've heard in quite some time.
0: Uh, and, you know, um, during the pandemic, Conan was suffering from cancer, I think was pretty publicly known and it appears that he's gotten better and that can, that partnership between triple a and, and, and AEW still, you know, continues to pay off. I know Andrade as an AEW talent is going to triple a to defend the title or to wrestle Kenny Omega for the triple a title. Uh, then Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus the Bunny and the Blade in a mixed tag team match. It's really good to see Chris Statlander back after uh, after the ACL tear. And, of course, Orange Cassidy, as popular as any pro wrestler in the world right now.
1: Orange Cassidy can do stuff with his hands in his pocket most. Wrestlers can't do with two good arms and two, le- two good legs running around there. He, you know, some people make fun of him. Some people don't like it. I'm sorry, guys. Y'all get out there and put your hands in your pockets. Put your hands in your pockets and just try to stand up out of a chair without using your hands. I and couldn't then,
0: do
1: it. Yeah, and then and watch him. Watch him do all the stuff he does with his hands in his pockets. As far as wrestling moves, jumping off, climbing up on the top rope with his hands in his pockets. I mean, who can climb a ladder without using their hands, much less climbing ring ropes? You know, he, he's got to be one of the most athletic people there is in there. And then you got, the, you know, you got Bunny, Bunny the Blade there and, uh, or yeah, I got Bunny and the Blade there and, you know, husband and wife in real life and they're actually, you know, going to be in that mixed tag and, you know, don't, people don't give Blade enough credit, but he is actually a real good wrestler. It's just he don't get the credit he deserves because he's been part of a tag team for so long.
0: Right. All right, and then the last thing of the night, night, a face to face with MJF and Jericho, which this is about the fourth one they've had, but they're always so good. You put those two in a ring or put them on a microphone, it's it's classic.
1: It's it's um it's uh i can't i can't describe the words that i know if they was here they could do it because they're such great talkers they can they can they can promote on anybody and each other um it's it's like like you said it's going to be an instant classic because they can yeah. they can both talk i mean they're both great speakers and it's not scripted it's it really feels like it's from the heart what they're saying and that's what makes a great promo
0: and then of course we were supposed to have um we're supposed to have a match of darby allen versus ethan page and you know we'll get off wrestling in a second but for those who don't know uh this was a long-running feud and involved pro wrestling so i expect this to be a a huge match but they've moved it to fighter fest which I think is Saturday. Is it Fyter Fest Saturday? Uh,
1: um, excuse me. I think it's going to be next week in Texas. I don't think it's a pay-per-view this year. I think it's going to be just a regular show.
0: Just a regular... Okay, let's see here. I got it pulled up.
1: Uh, I got it. It's July the 14th, which is a week from Wednesday in uh, Cedar Park, two weeks. Texas.
0: Two weeks. <laughs> First one so, is in Cedar Park, July Texas, the f- 14th, and then July 21st in Garland, Texas. So it'll be over two different it'll be over two different nights. Interesting.
1: But still, it'll it'll be a good match. So you know, there that's the one thing about AEW. Uh, even during this pandemic, yes, they've had some of their pay per views, but they also gave us good quality. Well, it could have been pay-per-views and they could have made money off of it by sticking it on TV and giving it to us for free. <clears throat> so you gotta give them credit for that.
0: All right, buddy. Little AEW preview. We got about 25 minutes. I need you focused game by game prediction of the Falcon schedule. You ready? Let's do it. All right, you keep track of your overall um uh,
1: Who are we gonna start with first?
0: Nobody noticed that, did they? I just dropped my, my camera uh completely off the frame, looking for a pen. So you keep track I, of your
1: I, I didn't see because I was looking for a pen, so I looked away, so there you go. All
0: right, so, is it uh,
1: Ben the co host is not even watching the show too?
0: Uh, it means that you pay no more better attention than anybody else out there. <laughs> hey, bar, everybody tag Barstool. Dave Portnoy, I can make better content than half those people you're paying. I will bug you till you give me a job at Barstool, Portnoy. This is not my audition tape, but I'm telling you right now, Portnoy, give me a job. This will be continuous. Until I get a job at Barstool Sports. And uh, starting next week, if I haven't heard from Barstool, I will tag you in every video I post, everything I post, until you give me a meeting, partner. I need, I need, a, I need a Barstool show. Uh, and I, Howie, I need a Barstool show.
1: Hey, can I join, join along with you, too? Can I join uh, along with you, too?
0: No, well, no, I'm going by myself. I hate to be an egomaniac, but uh, at least I need oh, one Oh, come week, on, man.
1: Can one I, week. Can I not be your Ed McMahon?
0: Here's Johnny. Here's Randy.
1: <laughs> All
0: right, here we go. There you go. We will, but interesting, just to highlight the preseason, the first game is the Titans visiting Atlanta, Julio Jones. I, I got a feeling that he's going to take at least a few snaps.
1: I feel like that's going to be the hottest preseason ticket in years to, yep. uh, for that game because who knows, it may possibly be the very last time that we ever see Julio back in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I mean, because four years is a long time. Unless unless they get matched up because of the record or something at some point. All right, open the season with Jalen Hurts coming into Atlanta with the Philadelphia Eagles at Mercedes-Benz Dome. Atlanta versus Philadelphia. I'll go first on this, and we'll switch going first every other time. I'm going to give Atlanta the win here, Howie. Arthur Smith, in his debut, gets a W, For the falcons as they beat the favorite eagles
1: yeah i I think so as well yeah i think atlanta will win the home opener arthur smith wins his first game um it's going to be a breakout game for russell gage to be the number two player number two wr2 is what they classify him as wr2 to step up and have a huge game he had some good games last year look for russell gage to have a good game only because Arthur Smith is going to stick to the run game, and that's going to open up some play-action pass.
0: All right, so we both have them 1-0. Oh. Then they travel travel to the Super Bowl defending champions to Raymond James Stadium to play the Buccaneers game two. What's your prediction?
1: Um, unfortunately, I feel like the Falcons will lose that game because – I mean, the Bucs has got everybody back, basically. So it's going to, you know, they're going for a repeat. And uh, when, you, when you get everybody back and got a year under your belt, you know, that's first year the majority of those players have played together last year and they win a Super Bowl. So imagine what how much better they could be this year.
0: I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to give them a one-and-one one to start the season. Uh, At the New York Giants, game three, September the 28th. You know, I'm tempted to pick the Giants here, but I'm going to pick the Falcons to get it done. Uh, Two and one.
1: Yeah, on the road in New York, New York is still missing a few pieces. I give the debut to the Falcons.
0: All right, next game. At Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the Washington football team comes to visit Howie, your call first.
1: If Washington Redskins had a good quarterback, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers, they could buy for a Super Bowl because their defense is that good, but the problem is they do not have a legit quarterback, so I give the win to Atlanta.
0: That's where we'll disagree the first time. I think Fitzmagic gets it done, and I think that defense is just a little too much for the Falcons, so how you'll have them being three and one. I'll have them being two and two. Next in London, the October the third against the New York Football Giants. Even with that crazy travel, I'm going to go ahead and give the Falcons the win, and they get it done against a lackluster Giants team. And Zach Wilson still figuring it out.
1: Now How about you? We're Howie? on the Jets now. We're at. Uh... We're yep. October the tenth against the Jets. Yes. Okay. You're saying Giants. Just letting you know. Okay. But I, I Jets. I Jets, think Jets. they can not, pull not off only, the win against the Jets.
0: I was saying Jets in my head in London. All right. By I week. think
1: uh, you know that not travel. I think Atlanta wins. So.
0: You have them four and one at this point. I have them three and two. I
1: have them four and
0: one. The bye week, and then we. Come back October the 27th at Miami. Tua Tungvaluva versus the Falcons. What
1: say ye? Uh, how- I have a line of losing that game. I have a of losing that after playing in London. I know it's a week off and everything, but you're, it's still got to be hard for them to be able to recoup after just having a week off. So I still feel like it's going to be a little bit of a... Uh, that lag type deal going on, so uh, I'm going to give that to the Dolphins.
0: I will do the same. I have them three and three. You have them four and two. Next, the Carolina Panthers in Atlanta. I think this is uh, I think this is the 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 a good matchup for Atlanta, and I will go ahead and give them the W. The Falcons are then forward
1: three. I'm going to give Atlanta the win on this one here because Carolina don't really have a quarterback. Um, I know they got Darnold from the Jets, if I'm not mistaken, but he, you know, he really ain't got a whole lot to work with other than Christian McCaffrey. So I'm giving the, I'm giving the Falcons a win on this one.
0: All right. At The New Orleans
1: Saints. I hope hope Atlanta wins. I hate the Saints, so I'm going to give them a W whether I believe or not.
0: I'm going to end up splitting these and just because this one's in New Orleans, I'll go ahead and give them the loss. Uh, I believe you are now at six and two and I'm at four and four. At The Dallas Cowboys. I I just... I just don't think they get it done on the road at Dallas. Um, I'm going to pick an upset here in a minute, but uh, right now at Dallas, this game was in Atlanta. I would 100% believe in it, but I really think the Cowboys have a chance to get healthy this year. So I'll give the game at Dallas
1: to the Cowboys. Well, I hope it's the Falcons. I I, I feel they're going to go in with a chip on their shoulder facing their old head coach that's a new defense coordinator for the Falcons and Dan Quinn. So I feel like the offense and the defense have got something to prove to him that they could have been a bit better than what they were. So I won't give them the W. I'll give the Falcons a W on that one.
0: All right. Thursday night special. Thursday November the 28th The New England Patriots own Amazon by the way Come to the Mercedes benz Dome I'm gonna give the Falcons the win here. I Think this is gonna be a very emotional game for Atlanta uh, I think Atlanta will start playing better at this stretch of the season so I'm gonna move the Falcons with a W to five and five. And Howie, how about you?
1: I'm looking at it like this. If Cam Newton is the quarterback, Atlanta wins. If Mac Jones is a the quarterback, they lose.
0: Well, I think you I think Mac Jones will be the quarterback by then. But he did
1: sign his contract today, so he you know. Okay.
0: Well what do you think? If you gut feeling Give them the W. Give
1: them the L. It's hard to beat the Patriots. It's hard to beat the Patriots. Give them the L. Give them the L. I'm sorry. Give them the L. Oh well, Atlanta's never to... never really played. You know, the Atlanta never plays real well on on night games anyway. So.
0: All right. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars at Jacksonville. What you got to say there, buddy?
1: Uh, it's it's a w. I mean, Jackson was a young and upcoming team with uh, Trevor Lawrence and ETA and all them that's going to be there. But it's still too early right now. I I like the Falcons will win.
0: I do too. Gets them to six and five in my book. You have them at eight and three now. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks in Atlanta. What what do you say there, buddy?
1: No, they're still gonna get beat again.
0: Eight and four. This is too
1: much for Atlanta. I mean Tom Brady. It's it's hard to it's hard to beat Tom Brady regardless. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'll go six and six. I'll give them the W two or the L two. Carolina Panthers on the road. I think this is where the five years. Atlanta's can never up.
1: played good in Carolina.
0: So are you going with Carolina, or?
1: Yeah, I'm going with Panthers. Panthers with that one.
0: I'm going to give the Falcons the win. I have the Falcons winning that one. San Francisco 49ers on the road. It's hard for me to pick against the 49ers at 49ers. Traveling cross country after you played two division games, I'm going to give it to the 49ers.
1: I'm going to as well because if the 49ers stay healthy, they are an extremely good team. And uh, so I am going to go with 49ers on that one.
0: All right, I'm trying to figure out how, where we're at here. Okay.
1: We got three more games. get short lines. All right, Uh, when the
0: Lions is where we get healthy. Give me the the Falcons over the Lions.
1: I'm saying same here. I mean, the the Lions are Detroit. I mean, what more can you say? The Lions are the Lions.
0: All right. Tough matchup. Buffalo Bills. I'm, I'm going to go ahead oh, to Buffalo's I'm, a great but,
1: team. I, I don't see Atlanta going. I don't see Atlanta going into Buffalo and beating them.
0: I don't either. All right. Last game of the season, the Norland Saints in Atlanta. I'm going to give Atlanta the win.
1: I am too, just because it's in Atlanta and the Saints. And uh, when I do the numbers,
0: you've probably got the Falcons finishing second in the division. At ten and seven,
1: and probably making the playoffs. I'm probably yeah, It's a good possibility. I mean, look you, look, you look at that schedule; it's realistic because you know they, yeah, they got some tough division games with Bucks and the Saints. But the Saints are not the Saints because of you don't know who their quarterback really is going to be, Mason Hill. So you know yeah. they got a possibility of making some noise and actually making it to the playoffs. And I, uh,
0: I have them nine and eight. And that's probably border play borderline playoffs. Uh, but I'm probably one victory away from getting the playoffs. All right. And we'll go a little faster. But for our Titans fans out there, let's just go through and just give our gut reactions. All right. The Titans at Arizona. I'm going to go ahead and give that one. They start 0-1. Arizona wins.
1: Uh the schedule I got pulled up says they're at home against the, the Cardinals. So I'll okay, give them the W. Out. All
0: right. I still gonna go one and oh oh and one. At Seattle. I'm gonna give them the win at Seattle. So I have them one and one.
1: I yeah, I'm at one and one. I think they'll lose at Seattle.
0: Indianapolis Coats at home. I'll give them the win.
1: I got the win, yeah. Cause the Colts is kind of rebuilding this year.
0: The New York Jets, at the Jets, I'm gonna give them a win.
1: Yeah, that's a debut there, because the Jets are like I said, the Jets and the Lions are the Jets and the Lions. What more can you say about them?
0: At the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm gonna give them a W.
1: They got the W there. Jaguars feel extremely young this time of the season, what, five games in, extremely young.
0: Oh, tough stretch coming up. Buffalo Bills, I'm going to give them the L.
1: I'm going to give is, them the W just because it's at home.
0: All right. Golly bum. Kansas City Chiefs at home. Look, I'm going to give them one of these games. I don't know which one of them, but I'm going to give them this one in an upset. Titans pull the upset to get the 5-2. and two.
1: How about no, you? I got them losing against the Chiefs. So I got All them losing. Patrick Mahomes is going to be too much for them.
0: At the Indianapolis Colts, I think I give them that win.
1: Yeah, they got that win there. Easy.
0: At the Los Angeles Rams, I'm going to give them a W. I mean, an L. Lose to the Rams in Los Angeles.
1: Um, I'm gonna give them the W. I know they're in Los Angeles, but it's a night game, so it's not like it's uh, like the four o'clock, four o'clock star or whatever. So I give them a W there.
0: The New Orleans Saints, I'll give them a W seven and three.
1: I got them eight and two. The Saints, I give them the win over the Saints
0: the worst team in the nfl i would pick anybody over on houston texans they destroy them in their eight and three
1: i got them a nine and two with the w over texans
0: new england patriots at new england i'm going to go ahead and in an upset new england wins at home
1: Eight and four. That's big upset right there, but no, I think I think the business they go ten and two.
0: Jacksonville Jaguars win nine and four.
1: Eleven and two. They'll take that debut.
0: Pitts at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now this is where I'm gonna give them an upset back, and they're going on the road and beat the Steelers. Ten and four.
1: I think the Steelers Still, current defense is going to be too much for them. They're going to take an L on that one and go 11 and 3.
0: All right. The San Francisco 49ers at home. Oh, I'm going to give them, God, I'm going to give them the win. 11 and 4.
1: I'm going to give them a W on that one. They go 12 and 3. At that one.
0: All right. Miami, let's see, my. Yes, Miami Dolphins, I'm going to give them a win at home against the Dolphins, 12 and four.
1: I'm, I'm going to call an upset on the Dolphins for the Dolphins on that one because I think it's going to be an um, overlooked type game even though they're, they're not playing nobody the next week with the, with the Texans. I think that the uh, Dolphins could come in and surprise them.
0: All right, and I of course I'm gonna pick everybody that plays the Texans to beat them. So I'll give a the Titans a very, very respectful 13 and 4. Probably either the one or two seed in the playoffs. What did you have them at?
1: I got them at 13 and 4 as well.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that'd be a great year. And of course, I really want to see Julio win the Super Bowl. I just don't know if anybody can get out past. The Kansas City Chiefs. So Falcons, we have right around that nine and eight, ten and seven number. And the Titans, we have right around that uh 13 and 4, 12 and 5 number. Probably the division champs. Uh if they didn't have Julio, I would have probably took a game away from them. They'd have probably been 12 and 5, 11 and 6 area. Uh before we uh leave, what do you think about I didn't- the seven-
1: Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'm i sorry. I didn't even really factor Julio in. I'm just going by what they did last year. Julio is a little extra momentum boost, but I said I'm going by what they did last year, but they had a different coordinator last year, offensive coordinator. They got a new guy coming in this year. Is he going to stick with that run with Derrick Henry like Arthur Smith did? If he's not – if you don't do it after first two or three games, I know it's early, but you got to think that something's got to be done with that offense coordinator. When you've got a Mack truck in the backfield that you can turn around and give the ball to 30, 35 times a game, and you only give it to them maybe 15 or 20 times a game because you got those stallions out there and Julio and what's the other guy, Brown, AJ Brown. You know what? Uh, you know it's going. It's going to be hard pressed to run that ball every time when you got those guys running the deep, deep out. But you also got to, you know, you gotta, you gotta feed the prima donnas, like all those wide receiver groups. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see what Tennessee can do this year.
0: I, I'm excited for the Titans fans. I'm not a Titans fan, but I'm excited for them. Howie, uh, real fast, uh, we got about three minutes. What, during the last year, what have you looked most forward to in the next few months as football season opens up?
1: Football season, as, as it opens up, one, my youngest daughter, Jeannie, will be marching in the band, looking forward to seeing her out Go on Jeremy. the field on Friday nights. Seeing her on Friday nights marching in a little uniform and all that. Can't wait to see that to being able to be around some of the people i haven't been able to be around some of the falcon family that I, i've you know kept in touch with we've texted and all this but haven't been able to see or be close to in over a year you're yeah you're part of the falcon family but i have saw you in the last year oh yeah, you know, yeah. i I've been to your house you've you know we've we've been places together but uh, you know, we got people like Jamon we hadn't saw in over a year, you know. We got uh, you know, we got the Comptons that set beside me, that's like family, you know, and so looking forward to seeing those and being able to talk to him in person instead of just a, a text or a, a message or something like that.
0: We absolutely I need to get Jamon on on a podcast. He just <laughs> give him an open mic and let him talk. We absolutely need I, to do I don't know that. if you want
1: to give him open mic or not, but. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm going to have to take it off the FCC channels when I do. Uh, so here was the real hard part for me, Howie, and it was hard, and I did have chances to go. Um, I did not go to a Tennessee game for the first time since 1979. That was 41 years of my life doing something, you know. Uh, I've been to every home game. Well, I won't say home game, every. I've missed a few. Probably missed five home games since the 90s, you know. Um, And my seats face... The T where it opens up. And I, I know Tennessee football is in a in a rough time. Josh Hobble taking over the program. Jeremy Pruitt just got fired. Uh, NCAA investigations, probably 10 losing seasons out of the last 14 years. But when that T opens up the first time, and I'm in the stadium, Now I may just bust out in tears, you know, and two, you talked about family. Uh, My buddy Horn, who I talked to a lot on Facebook, I haven't seen his lovely family in a year. There's people I only know from the football games. And when we left in November of 2019, Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, let me, so since I've been to a Tennessee game, Jeremy Pruitt just has won a football uh, game, been given an extension, and the whole world feels like he's got Tennessee pointed in the right direction. That's how long it's been since I've been to a Tennessee game. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I'm also, Friday nights has been part of my life since, 1991. Uh, I took a few years off when my daughter was small, but probably 20, blah, 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 over the last 30 years, I've been in a high school press box somewhere, and it means the world to me. And it means, and people get confused to what that means when you're up there doing that. I get. I over the years have lost far more money doing that than I have made. I get uh, I've had more people criticize me than pats on the back. But what is special to me is when one of the kids comes up, how he goes, "I heard you call my name on the radio." That's that's really special to me, man. I mean, really, really special to me. So I really look forward to. A full stadium, a loud crowd, uh, Sequatchie County, uh, new field turf, new football coach, two and eight last year. So I'm just, I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Maybe get to go see. It it kind of makes you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It kind of makes you realize the little things that you miss on Friday nights, Saturdays, Sundays. Uh, you take for granted because I can vividly remember in 2019 telling everybody, Hey, I'll see y'all next year. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see none of them the next year because of the pandemic, but I will hopefully get to see them this year.
0: Sports is a closer, when I tell people, uh, Howie, uh, there's a lot of people, and attendance is down at college football games. A lot of people fit, sit at home, TVs are better. There is nothing like being at a game. NFL, college football. Um, I also look forward to me and Anna Lee going to Atlanta with your girls or with, with one of the girls. That had become part of our family traditions, you know, to go to Atlanta as with your family and my family and – we didn't get to do it none last year, so I'm really looking forward to that too. So, and I'd say that even if you wasn't on the show.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. You know, we've missed y'all, and uh, we hadn't came up as much as we like to. But you know, football's just right around the corner. You know, and uh, we will. We're sure looking forward to going to Atlanta. I'm hoping to get up to Knoxville with y'all sometime this year if i get an invite so um hopefully yeah. uh, you know yeah. hopefully it'll work out good
0: and we couldn't even go see the utc mocks play which is something we usually try to sneak in there they wouldn't even play in last fall so anyway all right man well it's been a good right. show any final words
1: no um great show enjoy spending time with you uh I feel like the show was really good with it being thrown together and like a 20 minute session there, right before we went on there. So I'm, uh, looking forward to it and hopefully check back in this coming week. We hope to have another coach lined up for next week.
0: I am a content monster. You give me 20 minutes. I can format you two hours of radio like that. So, <laughs> all right for everybody. Thank you for joining us again. Howie Cheney, it's Randall Cunningham. This is Off the Record, Tuesday at 7 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, join us for 3R Sports, Raj Mehta, Robbie Davis. Uh, We got some interesting stuff we're going to talk about tonight. Howie, including marijuana in pro and amateur sports. And uh, it's going to be an interesting topic. You get two attorneys and an ex-marijuana user together. Probably going to get some different opinions. (laughs) All right, hey, good night, everybody, and God bless.